for it. Not for anybody else. Yeah. But for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself. Uh, I was trying to get it. Uh, brother used to push the hundred civics. Yeah. What's facts if you never lived it? Uh, no cap, I've been really winning. Yeah. No cap, I've been really winning. Uh, drop the pride and I drop the ceiling. Uh, new era, this a new beginning. Uh, work hard, gotta trust the vision. Welcome to your next season podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Nice. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Cass Fruin. Um, I have been friends with Caitlin for quite a while now. So pretty excited to be on this journey with her and excited for you to hear what I have to say today. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, it feels like now, like when did I not know you? <laughs> right <laughs> like have we known each other our whole lives maybe I don't know it feels that way <laughs> <laughs> all right why don't we get started and you just telling us a little bit about your self-growth journey mm-hmm. um so I think my like part of a big part of my self-growth journey is um through grief and grieving um the loss of my parents so um, just to give everybody a little bit of a backstory, I, I did lose my parents, you know, within two years of each other, um, in 2017 to 2019, um, both due to accidental overdoses. So it's been quite um, an experience in itself of losing both of my parents. Um, but, you know, through that, I have had to deal with, you know, what comes with grief and what that means. Um, I think a lot of people don't really have a deep understanding until they lose somebody super close to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, for me, through my journey, I had to figure out what that meant for me, um, losing both of them. And through that, you know, I had to figure out different ways that to cope. And I think a big one that um, wasn't always the healthiest was drinking. Mm-hmm. So I think um, a big part that I wanted to talk about today was um, kind of figuring out, you know, what, what made me stop drinking and, you know, things like that, like to, to kind of give people an idea of, you know, there are healthier ways to cope when it comes to, you know, loss. Yeah. um, I think what you said is really, really important that most people don't really understand it until they kind of start going through it. So Mm -hmm. they may not, when they have somebody close to them who is going through it and they're not, then they're not really sure sometimes like how to help or what to do or mm-hmm. things like that. Right. Yeah. What did it's you wish complex. that you... Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you wish that you knew before you kind of started this journey? I mean, I know it wasn't, part of it wasn't really by choice, but yeah um when I think about like coping and and going through grief I really wish I knew that grief really comes in waves um you know and some of it can be really really difficult like a day worth of just feeling like crap Mm. (laughs) or it could just be super small and it can be like oh something just reminded me of my mom or something reminded me of my dad um But, you know, I think at my worst too, like I would use 
like drinking as a mask to avoid having to go through those waves. Like, um, you know, you know, I, I guess I wish that I knew there was a lot of different resources and support surrounding going alcohol free, especially as a woman at our Mm. age, you know? Um, so because I was always, I always like thought about it, even like when I was younger, I used to say, because I grew up around like alcoholism and, you know, drug use. So I was like, I'm never going to do that. And then here I was (laughs) grieving the loss of my parents, like doing exactly like drinking, you know, doing exactly that. So, um, I wish I knew it was worth like worth it, like worth not just completely quitting alcohol because, you know, I would have to say some of my feelings have intensified in terms of grief and and going through that because I've been sober and I had to address it, but at least that allowed me to begin to work through some of the feelings that I was suppressing through alcohol. Yeah, I think it's pretty common that when we have things that are not quote unquote fixable or there's not, there's not really like a ending point that we can clearly see of when we will quote unquote feel better Mm -hmm. then we just don't want to even want to start having to try and figure that out right yeah and like I remember like very vividly when (laughs) Myla had lost my mom I was you know I like I wasn't even old enough to drink yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um you know I like was working on uh, a project for one of my classes and it was for an illustration class that I ended up having to drop because I, that semester I like completely like, was failing everything mm-hmm. but like I literally drank like almost like a whole bottle of wine and like I was sitting there and I was doing a project that um, was about memories and like things like that of like that summer and like I was trying to embody like um, a, a memory of my mom and like I think that's when I realized I don't really have to, even though I was, you know, drinking at that time, I didn't have to drink. Mm-hmm. I like had the form of art to help me through it. Um, but I still like, that was so early on that I didn't really recognize that I was, like you said, like when you're in that moment, when you're in that space, you really don't see an ending point or just like a point where you're better. So I kind of just was like, well, I'm going to keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. So. You did touch upon the art though. Do you want to talk a little bit more about how that has helped you? Yeah. So um, I think a big part of healing and my journey through grief um, has been art therapy. Um, I started going, I think like, like maybe like a year ish or after my mom had passed away um, because I knew I had to I really had to address some of the trauma I had gone through, like with the loss of my mom. Uh, Cause I, you know, there was a ton of things, not just like, because she passed away, but I was like the person to find my mom. Um, right. So I, I really wanted to do like some type of therapy that would help me process that. And then, you know, re-figure like, re- out like how, how does this fit in my head? Um, like kind of reimagine it so that so I, I approach it as a part of myself that's like you're okay like kind of a thing mm. and um, I, re- <laughs> I remember I, I did try to go to a, a therapist at first and her and I just did not vibe well at all like it just was not it was not it for me and 
um, you know, I kind of blew it off, like thinking, okay, like I'm not going to find ther- like a therapist in this moment. So it wasn't really until one day I, I was feeling better. Like I was having a really good day and I was like, okay, let me search. You know, I, I remember thinking about art therapy before. Let me just search really quick online to see if there's any art therapists in our area. And my therapist right now was the first person who I came across and I was like, whatever, I'll just, I'll just email her (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it, it worked out. So it's been great because through art and I've, you know, I've explained this before to you, but like through art, there's like, there's an, and you know, because you, 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 through dance, there's like an expression that you can like show the world that you can't necessarily put into words. So that's been a, yeah, so there's things like for me, like I'm not always the best at communicating like how I'm feeling and how what that means to me and and whatever. And so through art, it has been so immensely helpful because I can't avoid like trying to mask that those feelings or like things that I can't say out loud because it just shows right through my art and my therapist is just amazing she's like oh there there I see this I see this I'm like yes yep (laughs) you're picking up what I'm putting down thank you yeah so it's been awesome and and I think you know with you know part of my journey too is like I'm still trying to make I I really want to make more time for my art like outside of art therapy but I think just going to art therapy has been so helpful Yeah, that's amazing. I think that, um, you know, there's obviously like a big stigma about therapy or people are Mm -hmm. kind of scared of it or they don't really know what to expect. And, and having those avenues of that more kind of specific therapy that, that connects to a passion that you have, Mm -hmm. um, I think is, that's really unique. Um, How do you think that this journey has helped shape who you are today? Like, especially like you going alcohol free, like how has that been? like life-changing for you? Yeah, I mean, I think before I started taking alcohol-free as a serious option, I had a few times where I would get really drunk (laughs) the next morning. I'd like completely regret the state I was in the night before. Mm. Um, I mean, I think, you know, one of my biggest, you know, failures of like processing the grief and everything was like not letting, like not listening to my inner self. Cause I was always like sober curious. Um, like I said, like from that moment when I was like thinking, Oh, there's other ways I could be coping right now. Yeah. Um, so I think through this journey, through this process, I've had to learn different ways to combat grief. Um, you know, I, and then again, I think through therapy, it's helped me a lot. Like I, I try now I really like instead of looking at grief as like something that is so daunting and having a big wave come over me and like crashing me into the sand you know not so dramatic mm-hmm. it it's almost like a, um I try to think of it when I can when I can allow myself to think of it as um welcoming a friend <laughs> um mm-hmm. as silly as that sound but like if you if you try to reset your your mind on your mindset on grief like like I've had to work on but it's it's great because if you think of grief as your friend you're able to grieve that person but like think of positive memories or 
or you know if you're reminded by a certain date of them like my dad's birthday is coming up on Tuesday like and instead of like me being like I'm just gonna sit here and, and be sad all day like mm-hmm. I was like okay like let's welcome in the grief as our friend we're gonna celebrate we're gonna have my dad's favorite um ice cream <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> you know like just small <laughs> things like that mm-hmm. have been you know helpful but that's helped shape me who I am because I you know I'm able to um you know, I, I like used to think that like, okay, like there's things that, like I said, like I've gone through losing both my parents. I was like, I don't know how much more like challenging things I can handle. Right. Um, but you know, I think going, especially going alcohol free, like that was another challenge that I put on myself, um, to really, and I didn't really know if I could go through it or not. And I think through this time, I've learned a lot about like, about who I am. So like losing my parents, and then deciding, you know, or like this past year to go alcohol free, free excuse me. Not free. <laughs> um, I've learned about, I learned a lot about myself because, you know, I finally gave myself the opportunity to live every day um, with a little more clarity because, you know, I'm not, I'm not like covering up or masking or, or diluting, you know, how I'm feeling with with alcohol or just like any other unhealthy coping mechanisms. Wow. Yeah. You definitely touched on a lot of important things there. And, you know, I actually remember when you first were kind of explaining to me about welcoming grief as a friend and Mm -hmm. I had never really heard that before. And I thought that was so interesting because it's something that, like you said, is always going to be with you and it's always going to come in waves. So having that be in a more positive light the most that you can in the situation um just makes like seems like it makes a crazy difference like Mm -hmm. just the way that you approach it because there's if you have a negative mindset about it then of course you're gonna feel like you're drowning all the time right yeah because there's like I said there's gonna be days where I mean everybody experienced grief differently don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong but everybody has like few days like like for me it's um it's really difficult during the holiday or during my parents birthdays or Mm. um the dates that they did pass away you know things like dates really like days of the year have been kind of hard so I think when you think of like grief in a way that's actually there to help comfort you (laughs) in some in some Mm -hmm. you know interesting ways like it it kind of helps because you know um, I know for me, like as time keeps going on, like it's difficult. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to forget who they were or how mm-hmm. they were. Like it becomes harder to remember things, but like, at least with grief and, you know, approaching it, like, okay, here's my buddy for the day. Like <laughs> you're here to remind me of certain things that otherwise, like I'm not trying to forget, but like trying to like continue my, my life and living, um, living on and having to like navigate the world without them but at least with grief like mm-hmm. I have those mem- I, I have those memories with me yeah I think that you've always like been so incredible with celebrating them like you said obviously things will make you sad like oh I wish my mom was here for this or things mm-hmm. like that but the fact that you always just bring up things like 
oh yeah, my mom used to listen to that music or, mm-hmm. oh, this is actually my mom's shirt or something like that. Or, oh yeah, my dad was so funny when he was talking about such and such, like just bringing up those things. And I think something super powerful you've done has been like just talking about them and just like, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're still a part of you. And I think like with, you know, if people I've lost in my family, like, I feel like people have trouble like doing that, or they don't want to bring something up and make everybody like feel bad or something like that. But when you're really like celebrating them and you're just bringing them up, like you said, it's like keeping that memory alive. And then, mm-hmm. you know, people get to kind of know them more if they didn't get the chance to meet them. Exactly. And that's a, that's a big thing for me. It's like, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, like it's, I really wanted to do that because like, like you said, there's going to be friends and, and, and other people who, who are in my life who never really got the opportunity to know who they are. So I think it helps me in my process and helps me, you know, um, show, show the people who didn't get to meet them, like why I am who I am. Cause they were just a big part of shaping me, obviously like they're my parents, but <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. other ways too, like, um, you know, like my future, my future kids are, they're not going to have two of their grandparents. So for me, it's really important to, like you said, like keep, keep their spirit and memories alive because at the end of the day, like, even though they're not physically here in a lot of ways, they, they still live on. They like, they're Mm -hmm. still, they're like, their spirits are still like alive and well, because like, I didn't, I didn't really, that's another cool thing too, after them passing away, I wasn't really a spiritual or a religious person but since them passing away it's been that's another big part of my journey I was like <laughs> I don't know about that Cass I think there's there's gotta be something to like they've they at least at minimum their souls are like hanging around a little bit because mm-hmm. <laughs> there'll be times where it's like I get that like like things that just like you can't explain like they I'm like right. that has that has to be some somehow connected to my mom or that has to be somehow connected to my dad Oh yeah. Like I remember all the times you'd be like, guys, guys, gotta tell you like this totally happened today. I know (laughs) it's because of this, like it has to be them. There's no other way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So as you have started, um, your alcohol free journey or just kind of in general, what do you think is, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what do you think is one of your biggest failures? And then how did you overcome it? Like, I think it's like clear, like one of my biggest failures too, is like, I didn't allow myself to um, like think or or come over ways that would be really healthy coping mechanisms, like to Mm -hmm. begin with. I I think it's pretty difficult though, when you're in that space where, you know, like for me, like I, I first lost my mom. So I was a lot closer with my mom, like I lived with my mom. So it was just really difficult right. to like, even like want to like give myself an opportunity to to have healthy coping mechanisms. Um, so I think, you know, overall, like, and then eventually like leading into like drinking a lot um, was just one, just something that, you know, just like we said, it was one of my biggest failures because I didn't really give myself um, the time to process everything, you know, I inhibited that like greatly. Um, but I think, you know, to overcome it, I had to have not like a rock bottom because I wouldn't really say that I was 
was like an alcoholic, like, you know, quote unquote. But like, I think like if I had kept going that I would be drinking like at least like five days a week. Like I, especially during this Mm -hmm. pandemic, when the pandemic hit, like I had so much things to be happy about, but I was like still sad. Like we like moved into a new home and like, I was like, okay, there's all these things going on, like getting ready to have our home, but my parents aren't here. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink because there's nothing going on. And there's, you know, the pandemic hit, whatever. Um, So I think through that too, I think I, I think I really had to not, like I said, not hit a rock bottom, but have like a point where it was like, like kind of like a wake up call. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, the last time I got, like I drank was the last time, like I got drunk. So I think and that, that that morning, I just had like a really overwhelming feeling that I had to make a change. Like, I was like, okay, I can't stop questioning if, if I should like try to not drink anymore. Like I should just not drink at all. <laughs> and for me, like, that's how I, I had, like, and not everybody listening. Like if you are sober curious, um, if you wanted to try to not drink as much, like that's not like completely quitting altogether it's not going to work for everybody like some people can handle like just you know like I said like drinking once in a while but for me I just I just knew I I, if I was really going to go forward and overcome that I had to just completely knock it (laughs) to to just completely eliminate it so I, I think that's been a big part of overcoming like really unhealthy um coping mechanisms is just like for me like completely quitting alcohol yeah for sure um I think a lot of us like you said like maybe it's not like your lowest low you hit but you hit a point that you're like okay enough is enough like I recently had like a similar experience that I felt like I was just like I would get home from work I'd be really tired and then I would just be like sitting around or I wouldn't be like trying to fulfill my yoga goals and then my body would hurt because I'm not exercising so then I would Mm -hmm. sleep even more and then my body would hurt more and then like I wasn't sleeping well and like I just felt like I wasn't doing anything like that I had set out to do like goals I had been working on for months all of a sudden I just stopped trying Mm -hmm. And then it just felt so like unfulfilling and then it just made it worse. And so I just eventually one day I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Like this feels horrible. Like I can't. So yeah, I feel you on that. But you're like, okay, this is enough. Like, what am I doing? I'm wasting the days away. This is not gonna bring me any joy. So yeah, Yeah. a big thing too about those, like our two experiences is like, like our body, like physically was clearly trying to say something. <laughs> like it wasn't yes. just like, it wasn't just an inner voice being like, I know this isn't great for me. It was like, our bodies were like physically being like, please do something about this. <laughs> right. And I think that's actually like so powerful. I'm glad like you mm-hmm. pointed that out because like that has happened to me many of times. Like when I first, you know, it was more in the adult world and I wasn't really dancing anymore. I could feel it. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, like what, something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. And then eventually I was like starting to like run and do yoga and just like exercise. Cause you know, dancing is a little bit, it's a little challenging to do in your house sometimes. But then once I started like getting moving again, 
my body was like, oh yeah, okay, this is what I like. So mm-hmm. it's true. You're, you're, you physically react to like your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, like you said, you kind of quit cold turkey, so to speak. So what helps uh, motivate you to keep going and pursuing, you know, a better life for yourself? A big motivation is, you know, my friends, my family. Um, You know, for me, it's like the people who really care about me and and truly love me have been really good motivators because there's, you know, there's people who count on me for for certain things and I count on them. So I think, um, you know, like a big motivator too to quit was, you know, we were bringing, my boyfriend Brendan and I, we were having like just a difficult rough patch because mm-hmm. um, there was things like I wasn't addressing with with my grief and masking it with alcohol, you know, things like that. And I think a big part of me quitting too is so I could better myself for to make sure that my partner was was not being um, being put in the middle of of me um, trying to figure out how to cope better with that. So um, since quitting too, it's like, it's been so helpful because I think um, we're, and I'm just, I'm just like a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm more happier. I'm not, right. I'm not like constantly like moping around drinking. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. been, you know, I think like a big, like, again, like a big motivator has been really has been like the people who um not just me who would benefit from it, but like, you know, my family too. Like, I don't, I didn't, like, if I had kept going down that path, like, like I said, I don't know if I, how I would have ended up. Like, I don't, I have obviously clearly like my parents had addictions. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. I have been like that. And I would hope not. So like, at least like for me too, it's like, I can save my, my existence from having to go down that really dark, right. dark path. Um, and and not have to put my family through like what they've already gone through. Um, but, you know, like I said too, like it's a big motivator too, just been wanting to feel better. Like we talked about like your body physically telling you like, you can't keep doing this or you right. have to do something different. And like, especially too with mental health, like, um, like I said, since like quitting it, it has intensified more feelings but that's because again I was suppressing a ton of things like with like again like using the word masking through through drinking so um like now I can address those when I when I can and when I need to um and I can address them in a lot more you know in in a healthier way yeah absolutely like it is that kind of hurdle that when you do finally say like let me think about everything that's going on that mm-hmm. you do have to to go through that process but then once you're kind of on the other side so to speak you're like okay now I'm I feel better because I got that kind of it's kind of like when people say like you know oh, I just need to get out a good cry and then I'll feel better like mm-hmm. obviously it's way more complex than that but like you know then once you're done crying and you get yourself together you're like okay whew, what can I do now like let me I'm good thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's a good comparison. So what are you looking forward to in your next season of life? Yeah, (laughs) I think um, now that 
I've had it because I went so I went alcohol free like during the pandemic so you know in July is when I just decided to to start this this journey of being alcohol free so I'm looking forward to post-COVID like when people Mm. are like we're, we're able to not I don't think we'll ever go back to like what we considered normal, but like at least go out to, to, to a bar, to like a restaurant. And like, I am so glad that I started this journey like during this pandemic, because I think I've had time to like, like think of ways, like how I would be able to handle like being around like, Mm. like friends and stuff if they're drinking. So I'm looking forward to testing that and like kind of challenging, um, you know, finding different ways like okay like how I can like still like enjoy myself while we're like all hanging out you know things like that like I'm looking forward to um going into that and I don't think it's going to be as difficult as it would have been if I you know if COVID wasn't a thing so I'm I'm as crazy and terrible as this pandemic has been it's been I think a lot of people have been addressing you know things that they needed to fix or just like you Mm. know trying to improve their life so um, I'm looking forward to continuing that and having that foundation when we, when we arrive at, at like a, a post-COVID situation where, you know, we're able to go out more and, and, and you know, again, like trying to, to just be humans once again, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, like I said, I really want to try to um, just like have a space to do more artwork that isn't just in the realm of my art therapy session. So um, I got to put my mind and, and energy to that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, just, I'm saying it now, I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it to the people listening, like so <laughs> hold, hold myself accountable. Yeah for that but yeah those are like I think those are two big things that I'm looking forward to in my next season yeah absolutely guys you know if she opens an Etsy shop you heard it here first so (laughs) (laughs) she's amazing (laughs) if you if you were at my wedding all that art that's her (laughs) yeah I love doing that Um, so up a little bit at the end of our time here so I have two more questions for you um Mm -hmm. where can the listeners find you online to connect and learn more from you yeah I would say if you'd like to follow me on Instagram go for it I pretty much accept everybody I do have a private (laughs) profile so maybe if you want to just let me know that you took a listen if I don't really know you but my uh, username is Cass period Fruin so K-A-S-S period F-R-U-I-N. Nice. She does have really fiery pics on there. So oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, another question I wanted to ask if you wanted to share, of course it's completely up to you. But I was thinking if you wanted, um, how many days you've been alcohol free already? Oh my god, that's a good question. Let me pull up my I have an app. If anybody, you know, that's another thing. If, if you um, want to try, maybe like you want to try like a dry month, you know, going alcohol free for a month, like definitely do it, give it a try, see how you feel by the end of it. Um, but if you wanted to just completely go free from something, 
there is a great app. It's called I Am Sober. Um, and it's a good way to kind of track whatever you are deciding to quit. It doesn't have to be just like alcohol or like something else. Like you can, you can keep up with a sober streak for whatever you're trying to like, you know, get away from. So my sober streak for alcohol free, I've been alcohol free for 209 days. Yeah, today's date is January 31st, uh, 2021. So in a few days, I'm going to be hitting my seven months. So that's really cool. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) My last question, do you have any last thoughts or tips for the listeners? Yeah. So like I said, if you are um, sober curious or, you know, you want to do something to that effect, there are a lot of great resources out there. For me, um, if you're a woman, um, there's a really, there's a really cool Facebook group that I'm a part of. It's called She Recovers. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of different women on that page that um, are all different ages. So it's been really neat to see women later on in their lives become sober or alcohol free and, or just like women who have been alcohol free for like years and have a lot of great advice. Um, there's also a few books that I haven't read, but you know, I've, if you are sober curious, these are, these are recommendations that I would definitely, um, give to you because they, they've been given to me by people who are alcohol free. Um, there's a book called Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington, W-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Um, and then if you're a woman who would like to quit um, alcohol, um, <clears throat> this is also like a really highly recommended book. Um, it's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly mm-hmm. Whit- Whittaker. I don't know if I'm saying her last name <laughs> correctly, but it's another W, but W H I T. A K E R. I, you know, the, both of those books were recommended to me when I first started out. Like I said, I haven't read them yet, but I definitely recommend, you know, if you're trying to, you know, if you're thinking of it, like definitely re- use your resources, like definitely search the web or read a book about, about starting and then just go for it. <laughs> but it's a risk to start, but I think it's even a bigger risk to not, right? Yes. Yes. exactly that's a good way to wrap it up well thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate you know I have all the love for you (laughs) I love you so much (laughs) I know the listeners are going to learn a ton from this conversation so I really appreciate it thank you for having me thanks for tuning in to today's episode I would love to hear what inspired you to grow Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at class by Caitlin. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. You can also find more information on my website, classbycaitlin.com or on Facebook at Your Next Season Podcast. I can't wait to see what you share. Till next time, keep growing. Your next season awaits.